and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb, and this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise children of character in our culture saturated with media and technology. You know, we call it Brave Parenting because it takes a lot of courage and hard work to not only stay on top of changing technology, but then decide how to incorporate that into your children's lives. Our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. Today, we have a special guest interview. Joining us today is Dinah Hudson. She is the founder and director of Hudson Nannies, and we are going to be talking about hiring a Gen Z babysitter. Welcome to the show, Dinah. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So... We're going to be talking about what it's like for a lot of parents of littles to be hiring um, a teenage babysitter with all this technology that surrounds them, but also for those who have teenagers who want to be babysitters, giving some insight as well for them and some guidelines. But first, Diana, go ahead and tell me about you, a little bit about you and your business. Awesome. Well, I'd love to. So I am from the San Antonio area. I grew up in a small town nearby, and I attended the University of Texas at Austin. I am an Alpha Z Delta, which is how I met Kelly. And um, I moved around a lot in my 20s and came back to San Antonio about 10 years ago. And seven and a half years ago, almost eight, I founded Hudson Nannies. Uh, we are a full-service nanny placement and babysitting service. So what that means is we will help families hire a full-time or part-time nanny, summer, after school, whatever you need. And then we also have a babysitting service. So that means on-call hourly babysitters for date nights, school holidays, et cetera. And I also want to shout out to Kelly and Ryan for being instrumental in helping me get started because up until (laughs) recently, Ryan built and maintained my website. So thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice to have a... Uh, tech savvy and and tech guru husband behind all of this. He is the one who is behind all these podcasts as well. So always big shout out to him. All right. So Dinah, let's talk about um, you hiring nannies and babysitters. Kind of what goes into your process and what qualities and characteristics are you looking for in a great babysitter or nanny? Absolutely. So we do a very thorough screening process. What we're, our goal is to take all the work out of finding a nanny or a babysitter for a family. So we want to be able to serve them up with a nanny or babysitter that's going to do a great job because we've already put them through their paces, so to speak. And so we do um, an application, a phone interview, an in-person interview, a background check, reference checks, and then the nanny must be CPR certified. So that is our process in a nutshell. So a lot of people get disqualified during that process because they don't meet our standards. Now, what qualities I'm looking for? Most importantly, responsibility and reliability. People are counting on you to go to work or make plans. Communicative. Um, When I'm trying to reach you, I need you to respond quickly. Obviously, punctual because people are counting on you to be on time. Right. And and then I'm just looking for people that have good morals and values, you know, because they are taking care of children. And so that's going to be passed off to those children no matter what. Yeah. So I would say those are our top qualities. Absolutely. Those are awesome ones. Yeah. 
So how do you see um, the difference maybe from doing this job when you started eight years ago to now um, technology has changed so much in the past eight years. Now our teenagers are, are very, um, I would say, tech absorbed, smartphone absorbed. What do you see are some of the differences in the, the 18-year-olds and whatnot that you're interviewing and hiring as far as their character may go? Yeah. So, I mean, it's so, so interesting because we're actually about to this year launch an app to help us book our babysitters with families. So it's going to be great on one aspect. On the other aspect, we're contending with technology constantly. So this is something that is a big concern to parents. And so um, what I found is that teenagers are way more obsessed with their phones than nannies that are, you know, in their 30s or 40s are. And so um, I'm always looking when I interview them, is this a distraction to them? Like, do they have their phone out? Are they using it? And I give very clear directions regarding this issue so that if they can't meet them, then we just move on to the next person. Did that answer the question? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you said something though. I want to go circle back to. So okay. when you're interviewing someone, do you, mm -hmm. you take mm -hmm. notice to where their phone is? Absolutely. And I take notice to whether they respond to, because, you know, now we've got a watch and a this and a that. And so I take notice to whether they have their phone out. I don't necessarily care if they have their phone out because sometimes I have mine out. But I do notice if they respond to a text or a, you know, whatnot. So, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, we as an older generation, you know, Gen X, would definitely be, I mean, I'm kind of offended when I'm having a conversation with someone and they pick up their phone in the middle of that conversation and respond to someone else. I agree. And you're seeing that happen with some of the... Yes, I mean, most of them, I will say, I mean, granted, I do interview women a lot older than, than this usually, so this is usually not a problem, but if they are, let's say, college age for me is very common, 18 to 22, I do notice if they have their phone out and they respond to a text while we're talking. I mean, we're together for maybe 45 minutes to an hour, you know, mm -hmm. and so if they can't not respond to a text, then they're not going to be able to babysit for three hours without being on their phone and yeah. so it's definitely something and and I'm proud to say that a lot of them don't but I notice when they do and so I think that's a good yeah. that's actually a good tip I, I like that one yeah absolutely I think that for parents that is something to be to look out for it becomes almost so common we ignore that sort of interference in the middle of our mm -hmm. conversations but I think especially when you're looking into hiring a teenager who is going to be in charge of taking care of your children that's a big point like if they are going to be so distracted during an interview that they answer a text, well, then you probably are going to, you know, bet that they're going to be distracted while babysitting. Absolutely. If they're trying to give you their first best first impression or put their best foot forward and they have their phone out, then that is already a bad sign. <laughs> right. Um, Character-wise, are you seeing anything with this a uh, little bit of younger generation in the sense of their reliability and their responsibility, um, maybe loyalty? Do you see any changes in that? Well, I mean, I think that that's why I have actually created my interview process in the way I have is because what I was finding is 50% of the time I was being no-showed for interviews. Think about that. 50% wow. of the time someone had made an appointment to meet with me and not shown up or given me very last-second notice, like, oh, sorry, can't make it. So now I have put in a couple other 
stops along the way to prevent that. And so I am giving them more chances to show up and be on time. But yes, absolutely. I, I don't know. You can speak more to what in their brain makes that okay. But yes, with this younger generation, I see a lot of problems with them meeting their responsibilities and obligations. And so I'm trying to find the ones that can do that. I've I'm, I'm built a process to help me figure out which ones can and can't yeah. be relied upon. Yeah, I definitely, I see that a lot. Obviously, I have six teenagers right now in my house. Right. And so I interact with teenagers quite a bit. And, you know, there are some that are truly loyal, responsible, and they are on it. And then you also have some that have somehow just accepted the notion that it's okay to sort of fly by the seat of your pants because that's, I believe, you know, so much because of the media and so much of the instant gratification that they are surrounded by that it's just okay to change plans quickly and, and everyone will kind of be okay not realizing what it's like as an adult looking into that world because we don't view that as okay at all. So if you're well, yeah, and people are counting on them, you know, if you if you're babysitting and you just say, oh, sorry, can't make it now, mom's got to call in sick to work or cancel their reservation, you know, and so that's the thing I really impress upon them. This is not only about you, right? Right. I think so. For parents raising teenagers right now, holding them accountable to being responsible and loyal to their mm -hmm. commitments is such mm -hmm. a huge thing because it is a fading virtue amongst their generation. And those who can really accomplish it and, and thrive in their responsibility, their loyalty, their punctuality are really going to do so much better and so well and successful in the world because they're going to absolutely outshine. As, as, someone, that, as someone that hires people constantly, I'm always impressed by someone that is responsive to me immediately, super respectful, you know, because I don't see it as much. And so a big mantra of mine is, do what you say you will do. Mm -hmm. If you can't, that's okay. But if you committed to do something for me, I am expecting it unless there is a you know crisis or something. And so I think that is, I, I agree. Do what you say you will do is so important to me when it comes to the younger group that I'm hiring. Absolutely. And they learn that in the home from moms and dads, from accountability. That isn't something that's going to be taught on social media out in the world. So moms mm -hmm. and dads, that is definitely on us to teach. So at Brave Parenting events, one of the most common questions I get when I talk about, especially when I'm talking about social media and how teens are using social media, you know, parents who have maybe kids who are coming up to teenage years, but they also maybe have littles will become really concerned, like, wow, this is how teenagers are living. You know, and then they ask that question of how do I manage a babysitter, you know, how do I know that they are not going to be just on social media the entire time or texting their friends the whole time and that they'll be engaged? And I think these are great questions. So for you, how do you approach that in regard to your nannies and your sitters in setting these clear boundaries for what is okay and not okay? Absolutely. Well, that's something I have learned over the last eight years is that not everybody has the same level of common sense. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I have a babysitting guidelines training that they must go through, and it just keeps getting added on. When something silly happens, I realize, okay, that's not a given. I need to tell them that. Thankfully, I haven't added on in a while. But it's funny because what I found with older babysitters when I'm hiring them, they're like, yeah, of course. Oh, I would never do that. Of course. Yeah, no problem. Younger ones, this is not the case. Mm -hmm. And so what I have learned is I have to give them specific and clear 
guidelines on what is and is not acceptable when they are representing me in someone else's home. And so that's number one, is telling them exactly what you expect of them. And this is a job, so they are accountable. They will not be hired back if they cannot meet this. So that's number one. And number two, I tell nannies, half of my families have cameras. I do not know which ones they are. So there's a good chance that you are going to be checked in on while you're there. And also, a lot of teenagers are watching older children. They're not watching the tinies. And so those older children can just be asked. It's easy. You can ask an eight-year-old if they were on their phone the whole time. Right, you right. know, I mean, it's easy. So, I mean, I would give the directions that I give my nannies and parents can do what they choose. But my directions are you are absolutely not to use your phone except for contacting the parents or, of course, emergencies. Um, and of course, if you need to get directions or something like that, it's for pertinent, you know, information needed only. So what I have them do is they put it on silent and put it in their back pocket, or they leave it on a countertop, like in the kitchen counter or, or you know, wherever they're playing, so that they can check in. Let's say mom's trying to reach them; she forgot to tell them that Johnny takes his medicine at dinner time. You know, we want to be reachable, but we do not want it to be a distraction. That is my main concern. And so that's number one. Number two, I tell them no social media at all while the children are awake. I understand. I'm distracted by it, too. And so if we just make that blanket rule, it's easier. It, once they take a nap or go to bed, Facebook to your heart's desire. I don't care. But no social media while they're awake. Absolutely no posting of the children's pictures, no checking in locations, nothing like that. Yeah. So I think that especially when you're hiring teenagers, hearing what you're saying, I think that those expectations can really be held from from both places, from the parent of the teenager who is going to be the babysitter, as well as the parent of the little who is going to be babysat. I think when those expectations mm -hmm. are set very clearly from both ends, and so it really could be beneficial for both parents to be in communication with one another, then Absolutely. that that teenager can realize, like, this is a very clear expectation. I don't have one side saying, oh, but no, they, they said I couldn't use my social media all while I was babysitting. And, you know, mom and dad are like, no, we told you you couldn't. It's not going to be, mm -hmm. you know, two different stories. It's going to be very clear because, and like I tell parents, and it's so important, and I, and I tell kids as well, this technology is not neutral. That algorithm of that social media platform its main goal is to keep you engaged. We know this as an adult. We can look at it once and all of a sudden, 10, 15 minutes go by and the same can happen to our children. Its design is to keep them pulled in. And so I think, and I'll get your opinion as well, I think that um, parental controls could really be involved in this as well to help kids be accountable. Yeah, I love that. I actually wanted to add something to the, the two-sided two accountability portion. That is why I have it as a rule, because some parents are okay with nannies using the phone, but there's also letting the children use the phone, right? Oh, That's right. an issue for parents, right. because think about a 30-year-old nanny. She doesn't have any parental controls on her phone because she can watch and look at whatever she chooses, but they don't want the children playing a game that might have an, a pop-up ad in it that is Absolutely. not appropriate, you know? And so I just make it, I don't want it to be a gray area. I don't want it to be like, well, this family says yes, and this family says no. I say no. 
I am the one in charge. Yeah. So that's an easy blanket rule. I just tell them, absolutely, children may never use your phone, the end. Yes. Now, if the kids have their own devices, that's up to the parents, of course. And we do, we do ask parents to give us a directive on how much screen time they are allowed to have while they are in the care of mm-hmm. our nannies so that we know that we're following through on their on their guidelines. Some of them say, go for it. And some of them give us, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. Right. So that's number one. And then number two, I mean, I don't know as much about it as you do, but I love the idea of asking parents when you're hiring a babysitter, asking the, the babysitter's parents, what apps do they have? And they can tell you, hopefully, right, Kelly? Hopefully yeah. they can tell you. They should be able to tell apps. you. <laughs> they should be able to tell you which social media apps they have asking them, do you think it's a problem for them to stay off of them for three, four hours or however long your children are going to be awake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but... then asking them, can you limit it? Do you have the parental controls to shut it down? I didn't know that was a thing. I, I you know, you can expand more upon that, but I think that's a fabulous idea. Yeah, absolutely. I know that when um, my now 18 year old, but when she was 15 and she was really being kind of nanny, being interviewed to be nannied for the first time mm-hmm. for like a summer position, it was asked, you know, like, does she, what does she have on her phone? And, and at that time, I didn't allow any social media, as I don't allow it mm-hmm. before 16. And that was such a, um, a winning, you know, point for her, because the parents mm-hmm. felt so much more at ease, like, oh, well, this is great. And then even when she did, it was um, a touching point for me is to say, well, when you're babysitting these hours, you know, I'm going to look at your screen time. I know that you're babysitting from five to 10 tonight. And so I know that you shouldn't be looking at your phone, really holding her accountable to what I know that that family is still expecting. So Mm -hmm. that way, if I see that there's, you know, an entire hour of screen time, you know, from five to six, weren't you babysitting during that time? Why, why were you on your phone so much? And so I personally held my teenagers accountable for, and they weren't, they were my own kids because the, the parents of the children being babysat don't have access to that. But I think mm-hmm. it's really great and important to maybe even express it to the teenager because I, of course, every parent wants other adults holding their children accountable, not just them. So for that Absolutely. that hiring family to say to the teenager, this is my expectation. Do you feel you can meet it? Or do you feel like, you know, if your parents put a parental control on there, it would be better and easier for you because it's going to be too hard to resist that temptation? I think about how I was. I mean, obviously, I got into this business because I do love children. And so starting at 12, you know, all the way through college, I was always a babysitter and nanny. And I remember it was a privilege for me. I would ask my mom, can I please babysit? Will you please tell your friends? One, I just loved it. And two, then when I got older, of course, I loved being able to earn extra money. And so that's something to think of for parents of the teens. This is a privilege. This is an opportunity that you are allowing them. If they can't be responsible with their screen time, then they are not allowed that privilege. Right. So I think if you have access to their social media, I think that's a wonderful way to check in on that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let's swing back around when we had talked to earlier, you know, sort of about that, these technology guidelines and setting these clear standards. Um, you did mention a little bit about... Um, you know, using their phones, maybe even take pictures of the kids. So I think that's an important guideline. We actually, I saw a headline about a teenager allowing a young toddler to vape and then vi- taking video of it and then posting this, the Snapchat, which, you know, oh went, yeah, it kind of went viral. And it, it, it gives me nightmares, Kelly. <laughs> that is nightmares, right? That For a parent, yeah. that is nightmares. So 
you know, kind of talk about that. That's almost how clear you have to be, right, with your babysitter that this is what's mm-hmm. not allowed. The the taking of pictures, of videos. Because in this generation, they use their camera for everything. It's really not too unheard of to think that they're going to take pictures of the kids or a video of the kids and send it out. So this is definitely Absolutely. something to be very clear about. Would you agree? Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And I will say that we do have a, a tiny bit of gray area because sometimes we do babysitting jobs that are 10 or 12 hours long. And they take the kids to the park and they feed them all three meals and, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't completely ban it. I say if it's okay with the mom, you can send her, her pictures yeah. or, or dad. Yeah. You can send mom or dad pictures throughout the day if that is okay with them. You are not to post them ever on social media. And like I said, I mean, we've had parents in custody disputes. What if you post, what if you checked in your location and suddenly dad shows up there? You know, I mean, you don't think about all the ramifications of your actions. So we don't allow any posting of children on social media during that time. I mean, A, I already told you, you shouldn't be on social media, but B, I don't want you to tag a location. I know there's a lot of geotagging in Snapchat because of the safety of the children, the privacy of the children and the family. And then, um, oh goodness, you made me think of something else. Oh, I remember a cautionary tale. This woman still works with me. She is a school teacher. She is a young life leader. She is a wonderful, fabulous nanny that I value very much. I've worked with her since she was in college and now she's a teacher. But this is an example. She was babysitting for a family that is a client of mine, um, actually one of my pastors, and they have a special needs child. And this was years ago. I've learned. But this was years ago. They were, um, she was babysitting for this child, and she took a picture of the child, you know, playing on the swings, and she posted it on Facebook. And I never knew about this. Mom never knew about this. But I did notice the family didn't use my services anymore. And I was a little sad, but, you know, people's needs change. Well, anyway, I ran into that mom a couple years ago, and we were talking, and she said to me something that got us talking about the babysitting. And she said, yeah, I have to tell you, I was really upset when I saw that posted photo on Facebook. And I said, excuse me? Well, because the child's special needs is very specific, she's identifiable. Mm -hmm. You can can spot her in a crowd. And so what happened was is a friend of the mother, coincidentally, was a friend of the nanny and saw this photo posted on Facebook. And the mom was very upset. And unfortunately, she didn't come to me and tell me. She just stopped using our services. But that was totally innocent. That nanny is such a wonderful Christian teacher. I mean, she's wonderful. She innocently posted that Mm -hmm. photo and never was hired again, nor was I. So, I mean, you don't realize the ramifications of your actions. Absolutely. And especially when it comes to posting pictures. I mean, so many people are concerned about privacy. Some people don't care and they post tons. But growing up in a generation that is all online and may or may not have those privacy concerns, definitely something to be very clear about because it's not intuitive with the teenagers today. I think that's something you could speak on more than I can, but it's hard for me to fathom how much of their life is online. So I think something that the parents that are hiring a babysitter need to think about is that she literally posts her breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Snapchat. So why would she not post her babysitting job all day, right? So that's Mm -hmm. why we do need to give them these directives that are in line with our values and what we are comfortable with. 
because we're the ones paying the bill, right? (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think these are just great directives. So just to kind of recap what we talked about, um, you know, initially, right, we're looking for the characteristics of reliability, um, punctuality, loyalty, Mm -hmm. responsibility. And those Mm -hmm. can definitely come out just in the pre-interview process as you're talking to someone. You can obviously find out what kind of activities they're involved in, maybe even talk to, get references, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I suggest giving them several opportunities to show up for you. So I would suggest maybe instead of just like, hey, I'm going to call you and talk about babysitting. And instead of time, I'm going to call you. What time are you out of school? Would 4 p.m. be good? And set an appointment with them to talk. And then also, same thing for an interview, set an appointment for them to show up at your house. Um, so I give nannies a lot of opportunities to show up. They have, they have homework to complete. We have multiple interviews. So I'm checking all along the way. Are they being responsible? Are yeah. they being communicative? Are they respectful in their communication style with me? All of these kinds of things. So that's number one, is I'm giving them a lot of opportunities to show up. Be professional. This is a job. So that's number one. And number two is you won't have the traditional references I have. I require they have paid experience. All of my nannies have worked as nannies or have been in a school setting or something like that. So what I would suggest doing is look for character references for them. Mm -hmm. That's teachers, coaches, counselors. Of course, the best being other families they babysit. Maybe their youth pastor. That would have been a good one for me when I was actually did babysit for my youth pastor in high school. So like she is a great reference for me when I was in high school because not only did she know me intimately as a friend, but I watched her children. So I think collecting references is a great idea and and that's vital for us. I think that just to kind of add this in, I also would say, you know, every parent thinks that their child is the best ever and an angel and all these great things. (laughs) I would definitely seek if you're looking for babies and your friend has a teenager to still go through that process. Don't always just trust the parents. Yes, you know, Susie is great and she'll babysit. She'll be fine. Yeah, she won't use social media. Because, you know, we all believe are the best of our kids, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I think it's important to still vet that child out and to still very clearly go through those expectations, even if you have, you know, your best friend, you know, saying that, yes, she's, you know, absolutely good to go. My daughter's the best. Right. It gives gives them also great experience for the interview process and Mm -hmm. the working Mm -hmm. world. It's, It's a great preparatory. Way. I think if you're too casual in the interview process, then think about they're going to treat it casually. You know, just come over whenever, just call me whenever. Then if you have reservations or tickets to the Majestic, you're going to have a hard time trusting that they're going to be there on time for you to make it right. if you were just super, super casual in your process. So I do suggest having a little bit of formality in the process so that you know that they are able to do that. And also just think about the flip side. If you pay a babysitter, you don't want your house to be a wreck when you get home. You don't want the kids to be wide awake eating popsicles at 1030, you know? And so you want to give them some guidelines. This is just one of the many guidelines you can give them. But I, my guidelines are the house needs to be at least as clean when you leave as when you got there. So, I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of positives here for giving them guidelines. Yeah, absolutely. And in those guidelines, of course, referencing technology very specifically, setting very mm-hmm. clear guidelines. And again, maybe working with the babysitter's parents can be really good. Mm-hmm. And we also yeah, ta- talked about, that. you know, that even the simplest of things, I don't know if you said it, you know, now or when we talked before, but even like not bringing your pet 
um, your dog along to a, a babysitting job? <laughs> right. I, that's exactly why I have such a, a, a specific list of guidelines is because in eight years, I have a lot of, you know, a friend of mine says I have a very large pain file, meaning that it's hurt me many times to find out what level of common sense people do or do not have that is maybe not the same as mine. So I have things like dress appropriately, don't wear a midriff showing shirt, you know, yes. or don't bring your pet or your child, or, you know, in this case, maybe your little brother. I mean, some people are like, well, it doesn't make any difference. They know my little brother. It's fine. You know, so having those directives has helped me just know that I'm going to get yes. a great experience. Absolutely. Than just, than just assuming, you know. And I think it's also wise, we didn't necessarily mention this specifically, but to have these written out, because if we're, mm -hmm. if we're listing many of them, it's so easy to forget. And then the teenager could easily say, oh, you know, I, I forgot that you said that, or I never heard you say that. Um, so it's yeah. a very good practice to get them also used to contracts. Contracts are a part of life as an adult. So yep. write this all out and essentially both agreeing parties. Yeah, I would suggest to parents hiring a babysitter that maybe you write out your list of guidelines, things like tidying up, you know, being on time, whatever, whatever it is for you. Social media, of course, being the most important. And then ask them, can you agree to this and maybe have them sign it? And then because it's also really important for you to have emergency guidelines for them, emergency numbers, you know, what to do when and if and have those posted in your home. So I think why not just have these guidelines for your teenage babysitter right next to the pediatrician's number, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is such all great advice. And then the one last thing I wanted to touch on, because I think this is important, we talked about this before we started recording, is rewarding really this great character. If you have a babysitter who is just knocking it out of the park and the kids love her or him and they're completely engaged and you ask, you know, was she on the phone at all? Oh, no, she never looked at her phone. Um, but rewarding her with a raise. Absolutely. Yeah, I would suggest I love to call out the positive with my nannies. I love to say, Mrs. Smith said you did a great job. Or I heard about this craft project you did. And that's amazing. And you know what? Those nannies are asked back over and over again. People specifically request the nannies that that do craft or that do creative things with them and um, give them their full attention. And so what I would suggest is setting a rate for the babysitter when they first start. And then if they are knocking it out of the park, say to them, Susie, you're doing such a great job. My kids love you. They are asking for you to come back. So I want you to know that I'm going to pay you another dollar per hour from now on because I really appreciate the great job you're doing. Yeah, I think that's so huge. Our kids these days really need that positive reinforcement, especially calling out their good character. You know, mom and dad mm -hmm. may do it at home, maybe teachers do, but we really can't do it enough. They hear a lot of negative, they see and read a lot of negative on social media. And so the more we can really positively encourage that good character and reward it when we see it, that is an absolute great tribute to them, leads to, you know, their greater success in life. Absolutely. I mean, I know, you know, Kelly and Ryan have both, um, you know, been in the public and private work workplace. And I remember for, you know, 10 years working for other people, what a difference it made when my boss would give me a pat on the back and, you know, say, that was a great job. Keep it up. I mean, just that little bit would make me work harder than a boss who was like, yep, that's the standard. Keep going. You know, yep. so I, I highly recommend I just think it's so cool that we can give a teenager that before they even get into the real workforce, a taste of what it feels like to know that you've done a great job and you are rewarded for it. I mean, that's just going to 
produce so much fruit in their life going forward. Absolutely. Well, this has been fantastic. Dinah, thank you so much for your wisdom and sharing that with all of us. You're welcome. Thank you, both of you, for thank you, Ryan and Kelly, for all mm-hmm. of your help and support through the years. It's truly been integral Absolutely. for me, and I'm so happy I could give back in a little way. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, hey, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you missed anything in the show or you want to learn more, or if you have any questions that we can have Dinah help direct you on, please email us at podcast at braveparenting.net for an in depth look on how you can build strong character. Using the technology that kids love, pick up a copy of our book, Managing Media, Creating Character. It's available on Amazon. And don't forget to subscribe, whether you're listening on iTunes, Google, or your favorite podcast platform. Share this episode with your friends. It's how we get other people to be encouraged and equipped to raise their tech-savvy kids. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media and every child needs a brave parent willing to set a new standard. Until next week, go and be brave.